Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right. Beautiful track. Six minutes left in the first. No score Blackhawks and Flames. No score Blues and Coyotes. Seven minutes left in the first. Ducks and Avalanche in a 1-1 tie. Ranton and great player. His 33rd of the season. Second period, 1-1. Philly and Mini, 3-3. New Jersey and Nashville. Sabres up 2-0 on the Jets with one minute left in the second period. Tej Thompson firing away his 34th of the season. Penguins and Capitals, 2-2 with a minute left. Overtime looming. And the Red Wings and Canadians overtime looming as well. 3-3 in the final minute and uh, seven and a half minutes left. Bruins and Lightning are tied at two. Kucherov with his 20th of the season. Overtime looming. Kellen. Overtime Sounds so looms. frightening. We really likes three on three overtime. <laughs> By the way, a total side note, and I, I think this, uh, this gentleman was, um, uh, was on with uh, Shea Gannam recently we got this edmonton made movie that's the uh the talk of the town oh yes uh what's skin him a rink skin him a rink it's it's like i would like to see it Be, uh, kyle edward ball is the mm. director edmonton guy i think he made it in the house he grew up in for like fifteen thousand dollars or something like that yeah and it's like and, grossing well above yeah obviously. i mean what great <laughs> story incredible story I, I don't mind scary movies. Uh, I'm not like a big horror fan, but I'll watch something if I hear it's good. But this movie sounds so terrifying, I'm not sure if I could make it through. <laughs> Boy, I saw somebody posted about it. It might have been on Instagram, and they said they couldn't finish watching it. It was so creepy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So amazing accomplishment. I'll have to watch it with a bunch of people and then have something fun to do after, perhaps, so I don't sit around thinking about it. <laughs> but the premise is, I, I believe... It's a it's a brother and a sister who are, I'm not sure how old they are. They're kids, and they uh, and they wake up in the middle of the night and their their dad or or the parents I'm not sure they're like they're gone and the house has no doors or windows. So creepy. that alone, it's like okay, creep show, and then things happen from there. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but incredible accomplishment. And uh, but I, I I gotta I feel like it's one of those movies I'll have to work myself up to see it. It's like going to a game at the Saddle Dome. You can enter, but can you leave? <laughs> I saw the movie. Uh, I saw that movie Megan a couple of weeks ago. My dad and I like to go see the uh, cheesy horror films. Ah, uh, okay, yep. Yeah, it wasn't that scary. Mm. It, was, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, you can't go wrong with a uh, killer robot doll. That's, that's can you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you could, but yeah, you, you know. could, but it's hard to do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Skinnamarink, the uh, the talk of the movie world. I, I just think it's great. A guy from Edmonton made it, and yeah, like I said made it in the house he grew up in, and, and for not a lot of money, and now it's it's killing it. Yeah, and I think uh, it was initially made for uh, Shutter, which is one of the um, the it's the big horror. It's the horror movies. channel. It's yeah, just the creepy movie channel. Yeah, exactly. And just because but it has demand, demons, right? it's you, like getting everywhere now. You can it's go got to, box yeah, office release. I'm pretty anything. sure you can go to see Skinmarink in theaters. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's just great so story. it got a uh, yeah, it got a release. So it's 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 just incredible all around. I just need to work up the courage to see it. I don't know if anybody <laughs> listening has seen it or is maybe like me thinking like. I don't mind being creeped out, but like if it's that creepy, <laughs> how long does this stay with you?
Anyway, uh, 780-496-0063. NFL playoffs on uh, Sunday. You got the conference championship games. It's going to be the Bengals and Chiefs for the AFC title for the second straight year as uh, Chicago has just scored to go up one nothing on Calgary. Uh, Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay was asked about the Bengals offense. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You've played it a few times? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> nothing. Nothing impresses them. Nothing. Well, it's a playoff game. It's yeah, a trip to the Super exactly. Bowl on the mind on the line. Uh, yeah, we yeah. doing predictions this week, or are we waiting a week or two for predictions? Uh, we're not doing them tonight. No, I know that, but I'm just saying, are we doing it tomorrow? Or should we, we do some? We might do predictions tomorrow. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm at the Stollery, Kellen. So I'll check in from there. Okay. Radio-thon. So I'm answering phones uh, starting at 8 a.m. I think I'll be there till 10:30 or 11. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Inside Sports is there from six to seven, which is uh, I'm, right I'm happy. I've, I've never, I've never hosted on a, on a Stollery Radiothon day, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it's going to be really uh, emotional. But it's important that that we do that for sure. But we may, I don't know if we'll do full on listener predictions because final show before the Super Bowl and the Great Cup, we always say everybody phone in, write in, email, send me your predictions. Yeah, this, and this is just the the, uh, the yeah. conference finals, basically, right? Yeah, so. these games basically mean nothing. <laughs> this is just decides who's going to the dance. That's all. Yeah, right? that's all. It's not the dance itself. Yes. All right. Uh, what are we going to do here? Oh yeah, I was uh, I, I was at the Rogers place. Uh, well, before the Oilers practiced, uh, the Oil Kings had an announcement in their uh, locker room, and I was happy to catch up with Rhett Melnick, who has been named the Oil Kings' new captain. Uh, it's unreal. When I heard the news, I I didn't know what to say. I was I was shaken, and yeah, it's crazy, especially being from uh, Fort Saskatchewan. It's uh, Something I always looked up to, playing for the Oil Kings, and and now, not, let alone I, I get to be the captain too. So, it's it's a dream, and uh, I'm super thankful for the opportunity. How did you find out you were getting the C? Uh, I walked in. I got called into the coach's office yesterday, and uh, Jake Neighbors was on Facetime in the room, and and he broke the no- the news to me, and uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty cool experience. What do you think makes a good captain? What qualities do you think you have, and and you want to build on? Uh, I think uh, just leading by example and uh, not being afraid to put yourself out there to the guys and and uh, and really really get to uh, know everybody and I think just keep building on that and and uh, creating a growth mindset here is, is huge. When you found so after you found out, who were the first people you told and what did they say? Uh, well, my family. I told my family first and. Uh, and they were pretty stoked, and uh, I got to tell my girlfriend, and they were all—they're all pretty pumped, and they—they they were super proud of me, and I know everybody was just speechless as well, and just shaking with excitement. So it was—it was a pretty cool experience. You know, for you, tell me a little bit about—you grew up in Fort Saskatchewan, so playing minor hockey there and all that fun stuff. Yeah, grew up in Fort Saskatchewan, played minor hockey there my whole life, and uh, we always had the minor hockey nights where we'd come out and watch the Oil Kings, and. Those are, those are some good memories, and yeah, other than that, we came and watched the Oil Kings a lot too growing up, so yeah, it's, it's crazy for this opportunity, to have this opportunity, and yeah. What, what era, do you, do you remember the Memorial Cup team, and like three, three seasons in a row going to the final, obviously? Yeah, I do, I remember, I remember watching the Memorial Cup on TV when they won it that year, and uh, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to play for the Oil Kings growing up, and, and in the summer, I was given that opportunity, and it's been awesome so far. Yeah. Well, I can tell you're, you're, you're enjoying this opportunity for sure. Um, 
who are some of the players you look up to or is there somebody in the NHL that's a captain where you think like oh if I could only be like him uh, there's a lot of guys that I, I really look up to and uh, I try to I try to kind of base my leadership around uh, what th things they do and uh, yeah, I, I really look up to like Steven Stamkos and guys like that and uh, and hopefully one day I can work myself up and uh, no it's just it's amazing I still don't know really what to say no, that's fine. You're doing you're doing great. Uh, in terms of this season, I mean, I think everybody knew where the team was at after the last few years. Just, just tell me about the, uh, you know, the, the work ethic and the morale on the team, even though you don't always get the results that you want. Yeah, I think we got a great bunch of boys, and uh, yeah, we have a lot to look up to from last year's team. And uh, I think uh, we come to the rink every day with a with a good mindset, and uh, we're always putting in the work. And uh, yeah, I think we we have a bright future ahead of us and I'm super excited well congratulations on being named captain thank you appreciate it all right that was great to talk to Rhett Melnick the new captain of the Edmonton Oil Kings and uh, Jake Neighbors getting on the uh, old FaceTime the previous captain and, and handing over the seat to him which is pretty cool we are going to reconnect with a gentleman we talked to uh, a few years ago he's from Red Deer no it's not Mooner uh, Parker Thompson, he's, uh, he's a, a race car driver, and he's got an incredible opportunity this weekend at Daytona. That's coming up. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Nugent is teammates, part of a uh, photo night with season ticket holders tonight at uh, Rogers Place. All right, I am pleased to welcome back to the show. He uh, grew up in Red Deer. He drives cars really, really fast for a living. <laughs> it is Parker Thompson. Parker, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Reed. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing very well. This is awesome to have you on the show again. Uh, it's It's been far too long. Uh, you may have still been in your teens the last time you were on, I think, because what are you now? 24. I, I do think you had me in my early 20s. Oh, okay. So not quite that, that, that long. But oh, <laughs> this, this is awesome to have you on again. Uh, I, I really appreciate you taking the time because I know you got a busy week. I'm going to let you do most of the explaining here because you're the expert because you are doing something uh, really, really unique this weekend that I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, wow, I can't believe he's doing that. Tell me what's coming up here. Well, it's it's funny you call me the expert, Reed, because uh, I'm learning probably just as much as you are. Um, so normally, the last time you spoke to me, I was racing uh, probably a mix of open wheel cars and sports cars. But this is the first time that I'm going to uh, race a car or attempt to race a car for 24 hours straight. So this weekend is the kickoff, pretty well North America's uh, largest sports car race, which is called the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. All right, so tell me uh, how this works, because you you yourself are not behind the wheel for a day straight, but it's still pretty intense. How, how does it work? How does the team structure work? Yeah, so the team structure works. Um, we've got, I believe, 62 cars competing on track together at the same time. There's five different classes of race cars. So you've got prototypes that are close to 200 miles an hour, versus you've got uh, what I'm in, which is a GTD. I'm driving a Lexus RCF in the uh, in the GTD class. We're top speed of about that 175 miles an hour, so you can only imagine uh, you've got 62 cars on track with, with 30 miles different top speeds racing around the oval at Daytona. It can get pretty crazy for 24 hours straight. 
And you're correct. I am not in the car for the 24 hours straight. I'm on a four man team, um, which basically we cycle through drivers. So the race starts on uh, 145 Eastern time on Saturday and it ends. The winner takes all 140 uh, Eastern time Sunday. So how long will you drive at a time? So uh, I'm getting used to this too, because like I said, there's a lot of learning here. I mean, up until this point in my career, I have only done a handful of pit stops. Um, not a lot of people realize, but before you get to kind of the, the pinnacle of sports car racing, what I raced last year, which was called Porsche Career Cup North America, we didn't do pit stops. We'd go out and race for 45 minutes straight, as hard as you can. You get one set of tires, one tank of fuel, um, and basically you were pushing every lap. This is a totally different animal. So you've got, uh, you've got to manage a race car for 24 hours with a team of four guys. Um, so the longest I'll probably be in the car or the longest I could be in the car is what's called a quadruple stint. Um, so stint basically means how long the car has uh, fuel capacity. So how long it can run without running out of fuel. Um, in our car, that's about, if you're fuel saving an hour and 10 minutes and a quad stint means you're in the car for four of those. So times an hour and 10 by four, and that's how long I could be stuck in the car. I'm thinking though, my first time in the car, first time doing a 24 hour race, uh, the longest I'll probably be in the car is two to two and a half hours at a time. Okay. Uh, so pretty intense. I think I'm, I'm probably just asking really basic questions here, but will you try to grab a nap or like what do you eat because you, like, you still gotta well, be always ready right it's funny you're asking this because i'm literally learning everything kind of as i go i mean you can't prep for the the variables that you don't know um obviously i knew coming into this um we were going to need to try and sleep and, and try and eat stuff refuel because you know, it's um, you burn a lot of calories. Like uh, two hours in the car, you're burning over two thousand calories. Um, a lot of people don't realize. I've, uh, I'm sure you've heard of those fancy Whoop bands, or, or people wear heart rate monitors these days. All the car, all the drivers in our car wear a heart rate monitor full time, and the average heart rate is anywhere from 150 to 170 beats uh, a minute when you're in a battle. So you think of that, multiplying that over the course of uh, of two hours. You know, a lot of people. I know there's the argument that race car drivers aren't athletes, but I can definitely tell you that uh, when you get stuck in a car that's, you know, um, if we lost our cooling device, which does happen quite a bit, um, you know, it can get over 100 degrees in that car. It is pretty hot. Now, Fahrenheit, 100 degrees. Um, so Celsius, you can probably do the calculations on that. I've been in the States too long, <laughs> but it's hot. You know, you're basically in a sauna for two hours. Um, so we've got a drink device in the car that you can use every once in a while to rehydrate. Um, we've got what's called a cool shirt, which pumps kind of this fluid through it. But the team doesn't like us using that a lot because that pulls off of the uh, off the alternator, which pulls power from the engine. So you only get to use that every once in a while when you really need it. Um, so it's definitely hot. Like this is, uh, I'm going into the unknown here. It's, it's going to be interesting. Okay. Parker Thompson joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Have you ever driven at Daytona before? No. So <laughs> I've, uh, and, and really, I hadn't driven the car until this week. I hadn't driven Daytona till, um within this month. Um, and I have not driven for 24 hours. So, uh, <laughs> so nothing okay. like getting thrown to the wolves. Okay, this is great. Now, just to touch on a few other things, uh, you, I, the Carrera Cup, I believe you mentioned, did you not win the title for that last year? 
Yes, I did. Yeah. So that's kind of what sparked this whole uh, move up. So now I am at a place where, I mean, what this championship is called is the IMSA WeatherTech Championship. Um, and they run the, the season calendars, 12 races all over North America. And the races run anywhere from the two-hour, 40-minute sprint, which is a two-man team, all the way up until their 24-hour uh, their race at Daytona. So I will be running the Endurance Championship with Vassar Sullivan Racing in the Lexus RCF GT3 car. And the Endurance Championship is the four biggest races. So it's the crown jewels of, uh, of American sports car racing, which is the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona. You win yourself a Rolex. It's the Sebring 12 hour race, which some people may have heard of. It is the Watkins Glen six hour race. And then the finale is the Petit Le Mans, the 10 hour race uh, in Road Atlanta. Oh, wow, okay. I, I mean, we're going to have to try to catch up again, or maybe in the off season. But are are you? If you I know you probably don't have much of an off season. But uh, are like, do you do you ever do you do you still live in Red Deer, or is it just not possible as you're pursuing that that career? Like, how often are you in Alberta? Yeah. So I mean, it, it's been a bit of a uh, a tough transition. I I had to move right after. 2020 and everything kind of settled down after the pandemic um i had to move to the states because obviously the border travel was uh, almost near impossible there for a year um so i ended up moving to indianapolis that was a city that i knew well it's within driving distance of a lot of tracks and uh there's a lot of race fans there so it just kind of worked out that uh, i based myself there so i've got an apartment there my folks are still back in in red deer I get back to see him as much as I can, but honestly, with the gaps in my schedule, I mean, this year it'll be 260 days on the road um, when you calculate this championship, and then I've got a bunch of other stuff going on with uh, some other racing that hasn't quite uh, been public yet, and then some coaching. So it's a it's a wild calendar. I mean, last year I got home once um, to see my family. So. <laughs> they're definitely due uh funny enough my dad actually just flew into daytona i haven't i haven't seen him since before christmas i i uh, spent the christmas down in the states this year so uh it'll be good to see him well i i can tell you're loving it and, and i i'm awesome that you know you, you had a, a great well you've had a lot of great seasons but you, you won the the title last year and now you're getting this opportunity for this weekend and uh and this season like i i mentioned because you started really young right like, like what would you tell your your 24 what would you tell your 14 year old self if you could oh man you got a lot a lot longer to go <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one thing about racing is, uh, you know, you're, you're only as good as your last race. It's, it's such an individual sport. Um, in some ways it's a, it's a huge team sport because I always say this, you know, it's, it's, it is 60% the car, you know, you, you have to have a good race car in order to have success, but it's 40% the driver. Um, and really you're judged on that 40% that you control. And it's, it's pretty much the only job in the world where, I mean, every second you're on a stopwatch and you are judged by the time that you are doing around a racetrack. Um, pretty harsh sport that way. You know, you can't really get around the critics. Um, I'm not saying hockey players or anybody else has it easier, but you know, if you, uh, if you had a night where you're, where you're not on as a hockey player, it might not be as noticeable as when uh, when you're off as a race car driver. Because really, the only person to blame is uh, the guy that's steering and stabbing. So, if I had to say to my 14 year old self, um, 
you know, I may have thought that I'd be a little bit further ahead in my career than I am right now, but at the same time, um, I'm just so happy to finally get to, uh, to this spot in my career where, uh, yeah, I'm at the pinnacle of uh, sports car racing and I, I got a chance to win a Rolex this weekend. Well, I hope you get it, Parker. And, and again, thanks for fitting me in today because I know there's a lot going on. Tell you what, keep in touch. Definitely want to have you show uh, on the show again. And I, I don't want it to be so long in between appearances that I, I can't exactly remember the previous date. Sound like a deal? <laughs> that sounds like a great deal, Reed.